So, Mike, tell me about your Christmas shopping. So I went out on the weekend to do some Christmas shopping. And I was thinking, oh, man, I have no idea what to get anybody. But then shortly after leaving the flat, I got a phone call. And it was one of my sisters saying, oh, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, you know, oh, I don't know what I want for Christmas. What do you want for Christmas? And she was saying, oh, I don't know either. And then she conferenced in like the rest of the family. So like, you know, my mother and my other sister and then her husband. And then we had this like crazy group conference call as I was waiting for a bus about you know, have you bought any Christmas presents? No, I haven't bought any Christmas presents. Oh, what a surprise. But then again, I haven't bought any Christmas presents either. And we all just admitted that none of us had bought Christmas presents yet. And none of us knew what to get each other. And so we had this like pact. So the pact is small presents only, no crazy giant presents this year. So it's like the end of the gift inflation where we're going to try wait, and do wait, just small sp- presents only. Small in size, but expensive in cost yeah so diamonds only diamonds <laughs> only things that you can fit up your butthole no of course not small in value take what what planet are you from just making sure like i can't be asked my flat is small but i still need gifts of value so don't give me big gifts i don't want a piano anymore yeah you're right i, I mean i had to cancel the order of the grand piano no so i mean actually i guess this is still a problem because we never really quantified what small means so i don't know whether we're going to have some like complete mismatch on what is considered a small gift but i'm interpreting it as don't buy anyone airpods just small knickknacks i'm basically you know get people random stuff if they don't like it well it doesn't matter it was a small gift so i just bought people really random stuff we didn't buy anyone tat no. I mean, I bought things where you could either eat it or you could throw it away and it wouldn't matter. Well, it's all disposable. It's all usable. It's all ephemeral stuff. Okay. Like face masks. I bought, you know, like, you know, those really popular, like, Hong Kong protest face masks, like the black ones. So I bought a bunch of those, just like stocking fillers. I bought some actual literal like facial face masks because my sister seemed to actually really like those when they were here last time. And it's just, they're just, they're really popular in Hong Kong. I don't understand why. These like weird paper masks infused with like royal jelly or like other random stuff like rice. Here's a piece of paper infused with rice. Stick it on your face. And like on the back, it says it will plump up your face and reduce the appearance of wrinkles like a cooked grain of rice. Uh, now I understand. I thought it was, you know, the surgical masks, but infused with lavender because the guy next to you just stinks. Well, actually, <laughs> there are times when I could have used something like that, but no. Also, some random Japanese cakes because there was like a concession stall for this maple syrup infused Japanese cake and I tried one and it was nice. And a jar of freeze-dried strawberries so we'll see how these gifts go down when I get back to the UK. It's not worth being friends with Mike. They might be like, oh yeah, Mike, have some AirPods. And then I'll be like, wait, what? I thought we had a pact. <laughs> they're small. but They're small. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious misunderstanding. Maybe I got the wrong side of it. Maybe they're all going to be gifting each other diamonds. So is this the reason why... You're tired today, yet again. Just just a comment, actually. 
So a friend, obviously not you, said to me, you're always tired. You should just accept this as normal. Rather than saying, oh, I'm really tired today. Why don't you just accept you're always tired is not even worth remarking on. But yeah, I feel really tired today. Wait, wait, wait. What was your response? Thanks a lot, Roger. No, I was just like, (laughs) what do you even say to that? I was just, yeah, but I feel particularly tired today. I feel particularly tired. I, I feel like more than the usual tired. Fine. I thought there was, you were going to say something about this being a season and you're, this is a phase and you will rise again. Phoenix like from the ashes on wings of neurofane cold and flu. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have taken neurofen cold and flu before recording this podcast and downed a cup of coffee so i'm powered by chemicals again i hope i won't sound too manic are you particularly tired today i was particularly tired today i just didn't sleep at all well last night i really didn't sleep well last night what was really infuriating is i actually really tried to sleep early because i knew i was recording this podcast this seems to happen a lot and so after going christmas shopping I met some friends for dinner, relatively early, about 7.30, and we went for hot pot. Like, hot pot, like the, I was going to say Chinese, or like Japanese-style hot pot. It was Japanese-style hot pot, in fact. So, like the sukiyaki soup and then the thinly sliced beef. But it was all you can eat, and it turns out I can eat a lot. And so, basically... These like stacks of beef just kept coming and I just kept eating them and there's just more kept coming and I just ate them again. And I think my body must have been, you know, like a measurable percentage of beef by the end of it. And I got home and I just couldn't sleep. I think literally my body was like, I'm sorry, we have to root all the blood to your stomach. (laughs) And so, like, I was kind of sleepy or I was kind of, you know, like when you were like a food coma, but it wasn't restful at all. Like, there was no blood left to, you know, do maintenance on my brain. But were there people accompanying you on the fifth plate, the seventh plate, the ninth plate, the eleventh plate? Oh, yeah, obviously. And then it's okay. I don't feel like you've out, you've done anything wrong there. You just doing your part well you know if you pay for all you can eat you've got to get your money's worth and you've got to support those who wish to continue eating that's right so it wasn't your fault then was it well i mean i could have showed some restraint i didn't have to keep eating i'm sure someone else would have eaten it if i didn't eat it or we could have just slowed down it was delicious though it was very very tasty so what happened you Slept at... I slept at midnight. Like, I was in bed by midnight and trying to sleep. But it just wasn't restful sleep. And then I woke up at, like, 7am with my stomach being like, we haven't managed to digest yesterday's dinner. (laughs) You probably shouldn't eat today. Are you not in touch with your body? Does this not happen with you? I'm in touch with my body. I just don't eat that much. 
Yeah, your, your body actually forewarns you, stop eating. Stop eating now or there'll be trouble tomorrow. And my body's like, bring it on. We can do it. <laughs> Power through. Then, I don't really know how, how you've got this far, far in life. Yeah, how are you still alive? It is kind of bad. It was actually quite worrying as well because the soup... When I actually stopped it boiling, I realized there was like a slick of oil, like a solid, measurable layer of oil above the soup. But let's be fair here. If there were two of me, we wouldn't have a podcast. If there were two of you, we would have an amazing podcast. <laughs> Even better than what we have now. But you, you would fight. You would literally fight on the podcast. I, I don't think you, you can have... You need like some kind of balance, right? Okay, fine. Two of you and one of me. <laughs> you just be mediating. Yes. It's like CGP Grey and Mike from Cortex. <laughs> Although, which one are you and which one am I? You're CGP Grey. And ironically, you're Mike. Although, it's Mike with a Y. Who does that? Yeah, you can be that guy. <laughs> but it wasn't just one night only. You had two nights. Actually, well, it's not just two nights of the weekend. It's basically the previous week. I mean, I I basically just stayed up till 3am multiple nights, either editing the podcast or playing Phoenix Point. So, yes, once again, it's entirely self-inflicted. So extra sympathy for Mike. What? <laughs> I think this is like no sympathy for Mike. Like, <laughs> once again, all of my problems are of my own making. Yes, I don't deserve any sympathy. All of you can judge me fine i can take it i'm full of beef and you're i don't know how to link this through you're doing your classic thing of making a tenuous link by saying you don't know how to make a tenuous link i was like oh i know what you're grateful for this time mike you're going on holiday and what are you going to do when you're on holiday <laughs> you you can't take my what am i grateful for we, there's at the start of the podcast it's not even the end yet yeah, but you're going to use the same thing again. You're always grateful for holidays. I am always grateful for holidays. No, you can't use it. Oh, okay. You're just like heading that one off at the pass. Yes. But you're asking what am I doing on holiday? Yes. What exciting things are you doing? Well, I'm going back for Christmas. And while I'm back in the UK, I am going to go to Secret Cinema, which this time is Stranger Things. I've never been to Secret Cinema before, actually. Have you? No, I haven't. I'm super excited for you. <laughs> I mean, all I know about Secret Cinema is they make like a themed environment based on the film. And at the end, you watch the film. But this one's different because it's based on a TV show. So I think they have recreated the Starcourt Mall from stranger things season three and i don't think you watch the whole of stranger things season three i assume they just show you some clips or a snippet or maybe an episode at the end i don't know but you have to dress up in character i'm actually not sure how i feel about this i'm not really one for fancy dress I think it's okay. When there's thousands of people in fancy dress, it's different to 30 people in fancy dress. I mean, once again, a problem of my own making is I didn't lock down my character straight away. So you get the ticket, 
they give you a code to enter and you're meant to go in enter the code and then choose your character essentially and because i dilly-dallied over doing it the easy choices were all gone so basically the rest of my family are all like pop kids or something i can't remember what the actual name they give them is but they're all dressing up in like 80s pop fashion which is what like sweat bands and like denim jackets i don't you know what oh, i just get to show i have no idea <laughs> you, you dodged that one but anyway i left it too long and so all of those slots were taken and now i'm a hip-hop kid <laughs> So I'm a hip hopper and the name I've been assigned is Rudy Mama's Child Jackson. I actually know nothing about hip hop music. I mean, I don't know if you could have guessed that. but <laughs> No. The only saving grace is that 80s hip hop clothing is actually kind of like current day regular street wear. So my trainers, which I just like wear every day look basically exactly like the examples they give you in your like character archetype picture. So I was like, okay, I can just wear my regular shoes at least. And what about tops? Everything else. Everything else is a car crash. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to go <laughs> shopping for like 80s hip hop clothes somehow. Tell me what that looks like so I can picture you in that get up. I mean, examples they give, bucket hats. What's a bucket hat? It looks a bit like a fishing hat. Okay. Kind of, and oh, what's it? Like those high school jackets, like a high school like quarterback jacket. Oh, dear. Or military kind of stuff, like camo military pattern clothing. So I might be able to get away with my, you know, like PUBG military hat. Camo is back in. Well, it was back in five years ago. <laughs> this is going to show how fashion sense is. Yeah. So I'll cobble something together. I'll send a picture to you. Please. But you, you, you're a fan of the 80s. What makes you say that? Because you'd like Stranger Things. And all the references. All the references. I'm just a prisoner to nostalgia. Doesn't mean I have 80s clothes. No, no I'm not saying that. I'm saying you'll really enjoy it. I'm sure I will. I'm sure it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> There's no photos, no photos, no phones, no cameras inside, so. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 that's how they keep it a secret. When you go there, they give you a bag and you have to lock your phone in the bag. So you can carry your phone with you, but you can't use it. Clever. Stuff like this is fun. It's like, did I ever tell you about Underground Rebel Bingo? No. That was really fun. It was advertised as a youth antiques fair. And so all the signage said Youth Antiques Fair. But when you went in there, it was this was like, like a nightclub, incidentally. And you went in there, it started out pretending to be a Youth Antiques Fair. But then it morphed into this insane bingo session where, you know, after the doors were sealed, the guy pretending to be a charity auctioneer this is random sorry you know what let's not mention this this is too difficult and too random i it would take 10 minutes to explain and it's not funny it would have been funny no it's it's it was underground rebel bingo it was really good but you kind of had to be there maybe maybe this should be the next big enterprise for you organizing secret bingo nights or well, secret something 
Well, not that kind of secret something. <laughs> secret sex dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I I went there. <laughs>